You're listening to the Cosmic Pirate Radio Show, podcast number 16. We continue our adventures that began on episode 12, where Roger and Drew went spelunking and found a mysterious door at the back of a cavern. Let's join them as they find out what was on the other side. Raj, I don't think it's that kind of facility. Yeah, well, I hope they still have facilities, because I still got to pee. All right, well, let's go. Let's see if we can go find one. What is this place, anyway? This Look at this. It's like something from the X-Files. Over here, there's like this wall over here is all lined with jars of, of freaking like fetuses and formaldehyde. But look at them. They're like... They're weird. Yeah. They're like... They have big almond-shaped eyes and bulbous heads. What the heck is going on? What, what is this place? I don't know. Roger, look. What? Where? Over across the way, just in the shadows there. Is that a flying saucer? Hmm, could be. Big and round. Let, hey, let's go check it out. Well, shine your light on it. You got your light from the cave. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hold on. There we go. Holy shit. Yeah, look at that. That's a freaking UFO. Well, actually, it's not a UFO anymore because we were looking at it. It's a freaking flying saucer, dude. Would that make it an IFO? An IFO, exactly. An identified flying object. But it's not flying, it's actually just sitting now. Okay, it would be an identified landed object. This place is unreal. I've heard of underground bases and underground facilities like this where they have this kind of stuff going on, but I never thought that it really... I didn't think they really exist. It's like that Area 51 stuff. I never believed that. Yeah, it's crazy. Hey guys, what are you doing here? Hey! Dennis! What are you doing here? Exactly. I was just going to say we should be asking you, what are you doing here? I work here. You never told us you worked in a place like this. I can't tell anybody. It's top secret. Ah. This is screwed up. You've got alien fetuses in jars. You've got a freaking flying saucer over here. All these bizarre things. What's going on down here? Is this an underground base where you guys, like experiment and, and learn about alien technologies and stuff? Got any alien video games? Hey, I was just about to take my lunch. You want to join me? I'll have a couple of beers. All right. Sounds good. Sure. You got a bathroom? Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Roger had to go to the bathroom. Oh. Facilities are right this way. Okay. Hey, Roger, you go take a leak. Dennis and I are going to uh, uh, sit down at the lunch table here and, uh, and crack a beer. All righty, then. This is, this is pretty cool stuff. I didn't know that these underground bases and laboratories really existed. It's only like stuff you hear in like on movies or in books, you know? It's, it's awesome though. It's like the X-Files in real life. You'd be surprised what people don't know out there. I, I think you're about right. About these underground labs. I think you're right. But what kind of stuff do you guys do down here? We do testing on people. What? Testing yeah. on people? Yeah. You mean like you abduct people in the nighttime and bring them here or something? Is that what those alien abductions are? Probe them and, and prod them and stuff? Well, we, we, uh, we conduct uh, you know, similar to what, you know, an autopsy. Wait a minute. On living people? No, no, there's nothing living down here. What about alien bodies? you like do autopsies on aliens too? Absolutely. Do you have one around we could look at? Sure, I got several of them. Ooh, man, I feel much better now. Dennis was just telling me he does autopsies on people. On real people? I mean, he said on real people, but not, like, living people. 
He does autopsies well, of on not. Then it wouldn't be an autopsy. Now, is this like... Oh, wait, 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 wait. First, first of all, while autopsy. we're sitting here, does anybody have any news items? Oh, yes, I have a great one. <laughs> I found this to be absolutely insane. All right. I usually, every morning, I start the day by going on CNN.com, and there was a story down in, actually, Florida, um, Marathon, Florida, about a grandmother, I think about the age of 50, mid-50s. She, uh, she had her grandson with her, and it was some kind of shopping mall, uh, I want to say like a Walmart or something. Anyhow, oh, is this the one where the woman left him up on the roof of the car? Yes, yes. Oh. A three-year-old three grandson she put up on the roof of her car, knowingly put her grandson on the roof of the car because she wanted to show the kid some fun, and what? she wanted the kid she wanted the kid to cool off. And needless to say, I mean, she got arrested. Is the kid, like, alive, or did he, like, roll off the back of the vehicle? Uh, as far as I know, the kid didn't get hurt or anything, but uh, on the car that's a he, first. He didn't fall off the car. No, he because just... she was holding the kid by his leg. <laughs> holding the kid up on the roof. Oh, she's he's sitting And out she of the wanted him to cool off. He was up out of the sunroof or something? Uh, I don't know. They didn't, just, they didn't specify just oh. the roof of the car. Oh, my God. Tell me that's not people crazy. People are so retarded. I do not understand this world. I really don't. I mean, usually people leave their kids up on the car, you know, the roof of the car accidentally, but this lady <laughs> knowingly did this. Or you leave a friggin' milk jug. Or <laughs> All right, kid, you're going for a ride. <laughs> oh, my God. Put your helmet on. That's crazy. Yeah. Probably felt like a dog with his head out the window, you know? <laughs> I just found that to be absolutely We had some nuts. fresh air here. Hold on, Johnny. I'm going to hang a left. <laughs> like the gerbil on the top of the car in Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. Oh, you scared the crap out of me. Look, there it is. I should, actually, she did state to the Ooh, cops. My back she, hurts. She stated to the cops that uh, she uh, she was only driving at a very very low speed oh, through well, the parking well, lot. I, yeah. I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> now, she's holding onto the kid's leg while she's driving. Now, if this kid slides off and she's holding on to the leg, what's going to happen to the kid? going to go face first he's into gonna, the pavement. He's going to do a little seesaw along the side of the car. Yeah, That's, that's crazy. Yeah, he's going to roll off the car, man. He's going to roll off the back of the car. He's going to land, and hopefully there's not a car behind him to run him over. That's nuts. But that's Florida for you. Maybe she had a lasso in the car. <laughs> she she should have put it around her neck. She put it, yeah. She had it around his waist, holding him, tied him to the stick shift or something. If he falls out, I get popped in a neutral. Oh man, this is this is this is crazy. Totally crazy. Trying yeah, to get some um, other news items. Um, uh, How about the woman that got a? This woman got fined for having loud sex. <laughs> have you heard about that one? Jeez. I did not hear about that. God, anymore. I wish that happened to me. God, I hate when that happens. Oh, wait. Man, I, don't, I don't hate when that happens. <laughs> Loud sex. Jeez. I can only be so lucky. <laughs> you know what's funny? I, well, go ahead and finish your story, Roger. Officer, get, those sounds I, are sounds of ecstasy. Finish the news item. I got to tell you something that I, something from my experience. Well, this woman was fined about $600 for, having, for being too loud while having sex with a boyfriend. Apparently, what was happening is... The uh, headboard kept banging up against the uh, wall, and she'd be real loud and yelling obscenities and whatnot, and everybody throughout the apartment building would hear it, and they'd been complaining for years. You know, Finally, they called the police, and police arrested her, and she was found guilty and fined like $600 <laughs> having loud sex. I bet you that's probably the most expensive lay they ever had. 
Yeah, right. Is that like disturbing the peace? So what would they call that? Noisy sex? I mean, there's no friggin' law against noisy sex. It's gotta fall under like the lewdness statute or something. Yeah? But the people in the uh, next apartment over were complaining that, you know, the uh, daughter's bedroom was up against this woman's bedroom. And now the daughter's having nightmares and (laughs) she's afraid to go to sleep. (laughs) I'm sorry, was that not funny? (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was. No, I'm just trying to get the visualization there where the girl is having trouble sleeping. That's a real scream, huh? <laughs> yeah, really, literally. When I lived in a Pakong over on the other side of River Sticks Bridge, um, right. I was one night, it, it, was, it must have been 9 o'clock at night or something, I'm like, got the lights off, I'm in bed, I'm reading a book or something, and then I hear, oh! Like a couple of houses behind me, these people going at it big time. I could hear the headboard hitting the wall of the house. Jeez. It was like, and it was like, holy crap, people, take it easy. I couldn't go to sleep for like, they went for like a half an hour. He was totally plowing her like crazy. Unbelievable. <laughs> Did you cheer him on? <laughs> there were justice, Ricky. There were justice. <laughs> Where the hell did Ricky come from? I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, Holy it just God. sounded good. Hey, Roger, do you remember the book, Fear the books Fear Nothing and Seize the Night? Of course. Do you remember the underground facility and Seize the Night? Yes. Was that an excellent bit of the book? Oh yeah. I just loved reading that part because, <laughs> the, especially the part with the chamber. Elaborate, please. Well, they go into a chamber and the whole thing starts. You know coming to life oh that's that's right there's all these colors and stuff barometric chamber yeah no it was a big was it a big circular chamber or something I thought it was more like a a cylinder I really don't remember well cylinder cylindrical yeah right like it had rounded walls but a flat ceiling and floor it wasn't circular was it see through well they they said there was these these oscillations of light and color and stuff happening in the around the ceiling and floor, right, Roger? Or around the whole room that kind of... Right. Like some sort of psychedelic effect, but it was all just energy or something happening in this room. It was an otherworldly type of experience. But it was in a base. Like the guy's mom knew about it or something, right? Or his dad had clearance or something like that. It was a really cool story. I actually have those two books. I want to read them again. But um, Dean Koontz Fear Nothing and Seize the Night. Oh, I wish he would have uh, continued that story. I do, too. He left it wide open at the end of Seize the Night, man. Right. Wait, which was the first one? Seize the Night was the second one, right? I thought Seize the Night was the first one. Fear Nothing was the second one. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Either way, either way, he left it wide open. Yeah. So we're talking about underground bases and tunnels. The, uh, the Dolce base is apparently one of those X-Files type places where they, they do all this um, research on alien bodies alien spacecraft to get the technology, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and then make our aircraft better. But I ask you, why do people who believe in these conspiracies of alien technology being harnessed by the U.S. think that brilliant engineers are too dumb to figure it out for themselves? If we were harnessing energy from an anti-gravity craft, we wouldn't still be using jet propulsion, we would be utilizing anti-gravity. The government would make use of it. If it sank dollars into finding it out, they're not going to sink money into something and just have them flying around at nighttime. Like well, they're not going to start using it until it becomes financially... Are you talking about the modern world Feasible. Right or feasible for everybody. 
I mean, sure, they have the technologies, but if it's too expensive to produce it. I'm not talking about commercial airlines and things like that. I'm talking about, about even government applications. We don't have stealth aircraft to bring uh, you know, people to uh, on vacation. Stealth aircraft is a great technology. It's an airplane like no other in history. The, the stealth fighters and the stealth bombers, mm. these things are incredible advancements in aviation technology. But they still use jet propulsion. Well, true, but, I mean, stop and think about it. These aircraft you're talking about is costing hundreds of thousands of dollars, or hundreds of millions of dollars, rather. Right. The, and then you're talking technologies, you know, anti-gravity and whatnot. You might be talking hundreds of billions of dollars per aircraft. It's just not financially feasible. I think at some point, I think if you harnessed an energy... First of all, um, I think if we're talking about an advanced civilization or advanced civilizations that have developed a technology far superior to ours that are harnessing uh, energies to create an anti-gravity type of system, propulsion system or whatever, I think that these civilizations are also more efficient. Right. So these systems, if harnessed and used by our government, would not cost as much money because they would be more efficient and there wouldn't be the the fuel required. You would have you know, you wouldn't have the jet fuel loss. You wouldn't have things like that. You would it, What do you mean some, by gravity though? Is that more like magnetic? Well, force? gravity gravity is not a magnetic force. It's a it's a uh it's a pull based on the mass of the earth. And and people believe that there's a, a technology out there that allows anti-gravity to occur uh, of something not being influenced by the pull of the mass of the earth how that's accomplished i don't know the earth has a magnetic core there is magnetic fields around the earth mm-hmm. the earth is a big magnet basically there is a flow a from no- triangle. there's a flow from north to south of magnetic uh, energy mm-hmm. The aurora borealis are, are caused by electromagnetic uh, variations, electromagnetic fields and bombardment from particles from outside of our atmosphere. So there is a magnetic force on the Earth, but the mass of the Earth is, is what keeps us stuck to it. We don't have any iron and stuff into us that's attracting us like a magnet to the Earth. Would, a, would an anti-gravity craft have a magnetic system in it to play with the Earth's magnetic field? Maybe. Maybe that's how it overcomes gravity. It's not eliminating gravity. It's overcoming it somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's impossible to eliminate gravity. If something has mass, it's going to be attracted with something with larger mass. Period. Two objects in space, one's going to be pulled to the one that's larger than it. Like the moon around the Earth. Like the Earth around the sun. You know? Mm-hmm. So I don't... Okay. I mean... This is, this is just amazing stuff. But... But does the technology exist? Is it being explored? And if these bases were designed back in the 50s and 60s when, when the Roswell... Uh, in, in 47, the Roswell crash apparently happened, accord, allegedly happened. I'll use that word quite a few times here. But Allegedly you do, yes. But, but Roger, think about this. Roger and Dems, think about this. By now, it's 2008... Over 50 years later. 50, 40 or 50 years have gone by. People are talking about technologies that were being examined then. It, it does not take 
40 years for a, tech, a new technology to become uh, viable in our, in, you know, in, in certain applications militarily or whatever. I mean, when right when so when you're right, saying there's a lot lot of advancements out there of technology that. Well, what I'm saying is, in the past in the past forty years, there have been great aviation advancements, and none of them inco- involve any kind of anti gravity craft or anything like that. But only what the government wants us to know, though. Well, exactly. But why would the government hide it if it's if it's a viable option for military use? Who gives a fuck if it's anti gravity? You, the U.S. military can say, "Hey, look at this new thing we've developed. This is the greatest thing yet." And, and they don't have to tell us how they developed it or where they got the information. Let people believe what they want to believe. Let people think what they want to think. They could simply say, this is more efficient, this is more cost-effective, and this is a, a great new technology that we're going to utilize for military ventures. Why would they not do that already if it was going to save them money? Come on. Makes no sense. I don't know. You sound pretty doubting, but there's a spaceship right there. Oh, hey, Eileen just informed us that Channel 24 is having a special on beer brewing. Oh. Beer brewing is always a hot topic. Who's doing it? Go see if they mention me at all. Oh, okay. CNBC. Is that a clear channel network, Roger? I don't know. I was... I was. I don't think so. I think that's a turner. I, I was called again uh, this morning. Was it yesterday morning? I spoke to them again, Roger, out in Michigan. I told you that. Right. In an email. I, uh... These guys interviewed me about beer and beer brewing and all sorts of stuff. A radio station out in Michigan, yeah. The Clear Channel right. Network. They're doing a whole special, like, weekly special on home brewing and stuff. And they had me on the radio station once. com. They just Googled and found me. And they interviewed me once on the air. And then they call, and then we communicated for about ten minutes yesterday. They just asked me questions about like pilsners and ales and lagers. Not not yesterday. They just recorded sound bits and they were going to edit it all down and, and use it yeah. when they needed it. Cool. No. But it's uh, thirteen hundred. Uh, what was it, Raj? Um, what was what? The radio station. Thirteen hundred. I don't know. Uh, wood, wood. Thirteen hundred. AM. It's on the internet. You can grab it on the internet and listen to it. But uh, so anyway, I, Roger, you said I sound kind of doubting. But what was your comment? I said you you sound kind of doubting about the technologies, but there's a spaceship sitting right there. Oh yeah. Trying to get back on subject so we can finish this before the uh, thunderstorm hits me here. Oh, you got a thunderstorm going? Yeah, that's why I've been sitting here saying uh, uh, I hear thunder. Before Roswell happens all over again. Roger does make a good point. I'm sitting here talking about our government using it because it's more efficient or whatever else. And meanwhile, here this this craft still is sitting here. Dennis, uh, is this flying saucer usable? Has it been flown? Um, As far as I know, it hasn't been flown in decades. Decades? Since the Roswell crash? Since it crashed. Is this from the Roswell crash? No, this is a crash that happened uh, a couple years later. A couple years later? Yeah. And uh, where did that happen? I want to say the uh, San Fernando Valley. Oh, I didn't realize there was a crash in the San Fernando Valley. So this flying saucer, which is, it's round, it's disc-shaped, it's a saucer. This was picked up somewhere else, not at Roswell. Wow. It's pretty cool looking, too. It's sleek, metal. It's like, 
chromed almost. Almost stealth looking. It's stealth looking. It's it's it tapers to the edges. Ooh, I can see myself. It's like chrome. It's so reflective. I could imagine this thing flying overhead wouldn't be easily seen because it would probably reflect a lot of the sky around it since it is elliptical. From what I hear, it doesn't come up on radar. But that's bizarre because the stealth aircraft is almost invisible to radar because of its matte finish that does not reflect radar. Mm -hmm. This thing would reflect everything. How can it not be picked up? It's alien technologies that we don't understand. It sends out signals to actually intercept... Maybe it's like a shroud of some kind, like a, like a like a what do they call that, Roger? In those sci-fi movies, a uh, a cloak, a cloak, like a cloaking kind cloaking of thing. Device, a cloaking kind of device that that blocks the radar as it's traveling along. I mean, they probably got it from the Klingons. Seriously, <laughs> according to InformantNews.com, it appears that three research facilities operated by Northrop, McDonnell Douglas, and Lockheed are involved with developing new types of aircraft which possibly utilize anti-gravity propulsion, which we were just talking about before. Reports by people who allegedly work or have worked at these facilities describe huge, elaborate underground complexes that are linked together by tunnels. The Northrop facility goes by the name of the Tayon Ranch. The public is told that this is a cattle ranch, but no livestock are visible anywhere on the property. One UFO researcher claims that if asked... Northrop Corporation will say that it is an electromagnetic research facility. So I ask you, why can't it be an electromagnetic research facility? Why does there have to be this big freaking mystery and all this? Well, here I am again, next to a flying saucer, asking this question. And then there was silence. And then there was silence. <laughs> you guys are supposed to work with me here. Work you or I'm work sorry. Well, you were going on about this story. I quick ran and got a beer. Damn. <laughs> Thanks, Raj. The Northrop facility is rumored to have at least 42 underground levels. 42. That's and a few more than you got here. Yeah, exactly. And is said to connect to other underground facilities by an extensive network of subterranean tunnels. Here we go again with the tunnels. This mysterious network of tunnels underlying our United States. A woman who lives about 10 miles east of the Northrop facility says she saw a very large glowing disc hovering over the buildings at the, the, balloon. At the northwest end. <laughs> the disc was described as being several hundred feet in diameter. Small discs have allegedly been seen coming and going from the Northrop base. Allegedly. Black helicopters are commonly seen flying around. They're just black hawks. Uh, here's a good one for you. Sounds like something that, like spies like us. Uh, there is an alleged tunnel system that runs between New York City and the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. Now that's interesting. I hope they're not using that electric cart. Yeah, right? <laughs> It'll take them forever to get there. That, that's the whole thing, Roger. How fucking long does it take... You know, you gotta have a regular car or something, or something with a combustion engine, right, to get the kind of speeds you'll need to make it there in a in a practical time. Well, not in these days. They've got some pretty fast electric cars, but they just don't. Yeah, but still, this have the uh, travel time. Right. This you know, the but, batteries just can't last that long. But you're talking about stuff that was developed 
things that are allegedly <laughs> built There's back that word again back in the 60s and 70s. So you're saying this earlier. is this is this is totally fueled by just electric. I don't know, Dennis. I don't know, but I'm thinking with the allegedly they are allegedly no 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 not not even allegedly there has been no claim that anything is electric or combustion engine. My thought is, if it was a combustion engine, which would be faster at the time that these were developed, and who knows if they made them retrofitable or, or whatever else, or, or if they could even adapt them to newer technologies, like mm-hmm. electric technology, but if they built tunnels and had a system in place to cart people from one location to another, how long is it going to take you to get from New York or from Washington? How fast do you have to be there? Why couldn't you just take a plane? Because these guys can fly on a private plane. No need for a tunnel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if they had something like the bullet train, I mean, that would be another story. Plus, you get a private car in that, too. Or the money train. Yeah. But you're talking about things that were allegedly developed in the 50s and 60s. That so they're again. basically using the same technology as like Epcot Center right now. But wait. No, no. What I'm saying is if they were using combustion engines to get any sort of speed underground, that you would see huge ventilation systems for the carbon monoxide produced in that tunnel. Either along, probably along the way on such a long stretch. Yeah, exactly. You would have areas above ground where there would be this big building along the stretch on a a tunnel system that long. There would have to be systems along the way Mm -hmm. that would ventilate. Not just one at the beginning and one at the end. Holland Tunnel, Lincoln Tunnel, those are different stories. you got one at the beginning, one at the other side. They do the job. But if you're talking about New York to Washington... They don't do it well, though. No, they don't. You just, it, it's, I mean, so... But I mean, with the way I you're mean, describing you're it... You're driving... No, nah, I mean, the way you're describing it is it's pretty much along the lines of, like, the New York subway system. You know, where there it's, it's... New York subway system is electric. Yeah, electric, and then there's there's vents on the grounds. I mean, there's, you know, the grates. Oh, there still has to be vents, even if it's electric. Exactly. Now, electric... The subways, they don't have, you don't see ventilation systems like that in New York City for subways. They just have ventilation grates in the street. That's all you would need along the way if it was a tunnel, if it was a type of uh, subway system. That would be, I could see that being plausible. The subway system kind of from New York to Washington, I could see being more plausible. Man, I'd love to catch a ride on the thing. How cool would that be to be like, dude, we're on like the fucking super secret subway, you know? <laughs> It'll be similar to like that train in like Germany, isn't it? Uh, what's that train called? There's a train in Germany that travels at like the bullet das train, das train. Is it das yeah. train? Yeah, yeah, it's das train. Yeah, travels at like. Oh, we're bullshitting you. Because Seventy miles das an hour is or the something. Train. Das train means the train in German. Oh, kind of like das boot. Das boot. Twisted, twisted. <laughs> That's from Beer Fest. Did you see that yet? No. You gotta see that. <clears throat> anyway. These, the, the tunnel systems I find kind of interesting because I was talking to uh, my wife's parents a couple weeks ago and um, her mom mentioned that there is a system underneath Washington that allows the um, senators and whatever officials to travel under the city from like the Senate to the Capitol to wherever. Is that a system that's not known to everybody, like to the public? It's, or It's it's. It's they probably well, know it is about now. it. They probably know about it, but yeah. but it's not something that's talked about. It's just a place there. for them to to transfer from one place to the other without being a cost. Well, the president the has, his, has his underground. Uh, Got to facilities. Got to. They have to have something, right? Did you say facilities? 
facilities. Yeah. There's that word again. Facility. Hey, let's uh, start getting this thing wrapped up. I got a storm coming through pretty bad right now. <laughs> so you stay with us until the storm knocks your power out. Or fries my computer. Whichever comes first. <laughs> or fries Roger. Unplug it. I do want to say uh, there, is a, there is a facility that is, serves as a, a backup facility, a backup government location for continuity of government where all of the White House operations and Congress can go there in case of, like, an international emergency or whatever. And it's located in the Blue Ridge Mountains in Virginia. It's an underground facility. So they do exist. We know underground facilities do exist. There's, there's a, uh, a hotel somewhere. I forget where exactly it is. It might be also be in Virginia. There's a bunker beneath that hotel, which has rooms named after presidents or whatever, that is for only meetings and gatherings of government officials. How cool is that? That there's some like underground bunker beneath the hotel where nobody else can go. I wonder if they have the honeymoon uh, suite. Holy crap, my boss is coming. Guys, you gotta find a place to hide. Oh shit. Hey, let's go in here. The hatch is open on the flying saucer, quick. Okay, okay. Dennis, we'll talk to you uh, we'll talk to you later. Let us know when they leave, okay? Alright. Okay, okay. Raj, climb up in there. Hey, this is neat. Close the hatch. How do you close the hatch? I don't know, I just here, press this button. Quick though. Oh, there it goes. Hey, I wonder what's over here. Hey, check this out. This looks like it's where they would pilot it from. Some sort of There's like it's like three captain's room. chairs there. They're kinda small though. Hey Captain Kirk, sit in the middle chair. You could be like the you could be like the captain. Hey, this thing's soft. When Dennis knocks on the uh, on the hatch, we'll know that his boss is gone and we can come back out again. Okay. Um, oh, shit. We didn't bring any beer with us. Hey, what's in this cabinet down here? Hey, maybe they got one of them replicators. There's like a 12-pack down here. Cool. How cool is that? Hey, I bet you that's some pretty good imported stuff. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Cheers to that. Salut. Well, we got to sit down in the chair next to you here. Hey, these okay. are comfortable. Wow. Yeah, it feels like you're not even sitting in it. Like you're floating in air. Press that button that says visual on it. It's got like the picture of the screen or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, hey. Let's see what it does. Hey, We can see the entire room. That's, There's Dennis and his boss. That's cool. It's hey, like everything. It's panoramic, in, like 360. Yeah, it's like everything in front of us, the whole wall of the ship just turned into the, the like the window. But it's not the window. It's just... That's everything out there. That is so cool. Hey, I wonder what happens if I push this big red button. Wait. Here it goes. Oh, that's weird. We're hovering. Look, Dennis and his boss just noticed. They're looking this way. The ship is like wobbling to and fro. Grab that Uh-oh. joystick and kind of steer it a little bit, will you, Raj? I'll try. Hey, this thing's not too easy to control, man. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, check that out. It almost hit that thing. Stop it wobbling, will you? Can you stabilize this thing? Uh, I don't know. I've had a few beers. Stay tuned for more adventures from the Cosmic Pirate Radio Show. You never know what's going to happen next. Visit cosmic.myeyes.net and use our handy cosmic comment form. Let us know what you think about the episode or what you'd like to hear or just share your stories. Thanks for listening. 
We'll see you next time.